Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. The release of hostages continues. Hamas has released more hostages. Israel has returned uh, prisoners. And these aren't people who are equivalent to hostages. These are people who have engaged in acts of terror. As a matter of fact, as one news outlet uh, put it, uh, yes, uh, one of the people Israel returned did try to stab Israelis, but they weren't successful. I swear to you, you cannot make this stuff up. But Joe Biden on the Twitter box saying Hamas unleashed a terrorist attack because they fear nothing more than Israelis and Palestinians living side by side in peace. To continue down the path of terror, violence, killing and war is to give Hamas what they seek. We can't do that. That is Joe Biden siding with Hamas and telling Israel, sorry, you're just going to have to keep getting shot at. You're going to have to keep getting killed. Despicable stuff from the President of the United States. Charles Munger, dead at the age of 99. This was Warren Buffett's right-hand man building Berkshire Hathaway. Now, Munger, uh, I, well, I'm certainly not somebody who de- in any level of detail followed his, his story. I have commented on him over the last year or so with his despicable comments in providing uh, praise for China. He was just horrifically wrong in that. But I'm not somebody who's going to take away from uh, his investment style, his investment strategies, uh, his his friendship with, with, with Warren Buffett and the success uh, that he had. But it does lead one to recognize that Berkshire Hathaway, to which, uh, for the record, I own no uh, nothing within Berkshire Hathaway that I'm aware of. I like full disclosure, people. Um, you're going to have to address the fact that uh, Warren Buffett will not live forever. And you're going to have to engage the uh, the the and and recognize that you're going to have to do something. Uh, the, the the plan has got to already be in place, and people have got to be more and more thinking about it. I think that's what's what's coming. But uh, Charles Munger dead at the age of of ninety nine, and Tesla getting a victory from the National Labor Relations Board um, because. There was a claim that Tesla fired workers over trying to organize, and the labor board dismissed that claim. The claim was that Tesla illegally fired the employees. The complaint from Workers United was tossed out. However, there are some other claims uh, that discuss Tesla utilizing technology in the workplace and uh, looking to get grievances from workers in an attempt to thwart support for the union. So there are claims that they'll have to settle. But, oh, yes, they want to unionize Tesla like nothing else, and Tesla's not interested. You shouldn't be forced into unionization. Of course not. 
What a what a radically sick and twisted concept, forcing someone into unionization, into a union. Wrong as wrong can be. Or as uh, Democrats call it, the single most important thing that could ever happen ever. Good Lord. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. How does one injure one's thumb? And how has Zach Boss not been given a four-year extension by now? Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. 91 yards on the ground. Was it 91 or was it 95 yards on the ground? Uh, two touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor in uh, that game against the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't know why we don't run it more, uh, the, the Colts. Shane Steichen, of course, gets all his coaching advice from me. It's true. Oh, yeah, we, we, we get together uh, uh, every, every couple of days, and he's like, Tony, what do I do? And I'm like, Shane, first thing you can do, you can act like a man, and I slap him like it's Godfather. That's, that doesn't happen at all in any way, shape, or form. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Uh, I just don't know why we don't run it more. But Jonathan Taylor injured his thumb. And then, of course, it's uh, Jim Irsay to the rescue immediately with the quote that, yeah, he's going to miss a couple of weeks. So producer Jonathan who hosts the Shooting the Schmidt, that's S-C-H-M-I-T-T, Shooting the Schmidt podcast, which you can get wherever you get your, your favorite podcasts. He is on the story. Uh, what what did Jonathan do to said thumb? I have no idea. I've been looking all over, trying to figure out why he needs surgery. Been looking that is all over. crack reporting, by the I've way. Been, I've been crack. texting people, trying to figure it out. But this story, I am truly perplexed by. I, so I, I went back after I, after I heard the news and I rewatched all of his carries from the game, and there was no moment where he like grabs his thumb. There's no moment where you see him getting looked at on the sideline, and so I texted Kevin Bowen of over on uh, the fan, and he told me that the injury happened somewhere in the second quarter. So I go okay, so I go back and I'm looking. Jonathan Taylor's last touch in the second quarter came with 10 and a half minutes left. So I'm going to assume that that's either the play that he got hurt on or that's the play where he was like, oh, crap, my, my thumb hurts. And so that means that from that moment on and, and through through halftime, the Colts had the rest of the second quarter and halftime to look over his thumb and rule if he was healthy or not to play. And they obviously ruled that he was healthy to play. And he was, in fact, so healthy that 12 of his 15 carries came after the injury. So the question that I've been left with is, if he was able to finish the game and carry the ball that many times, why can't he play through this? Wow. I think it's a very valid question. That was... um, That was very thorough. I tried it. What are you keeping from us, Jim Irsay? (laughs) What happened to the thumb? Uh, so so nobody thinks this is something that happened outside of the game? 
This isn't something that happened and no one, and we're just not being told what the real story is. There could have been there could have been something that that happened to a, to his thumb. That's kind of what it appears. No one knows exactly what happened, which is kind of why this is a little fishy. Like I feel like if this was, you know, like if his thumb was broken, like why don't they just come out and say that? Well, they're, they're, they certainly have not said that. That has not been discussed anywhere, and we are not saying that here. We don't know what's up with the thumb. We have questions. Many we are questions. people who have thumb questions. <laughs> That's it. So, But it's interesting. You went back and, and did the, the comparative that he didn't play with the, the, the rest of the second quarter. Maybe this is why, but he was able to get 12 carries in the third and fourth quarter, and now he needs surgery. So this brings up the, the, the second part of, of the question, which is uh, how soon is Zach Moss signed to a contract extension? Because it is obvious that you need multiple backs. He's not going to get the money Jonathan Taylor got, but how is he not four years, 22 million? Great question. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, would expect a contract extension to come at some point. This is the best year of his career since his rookie season. Um, you know, he's posting a career high in yards per carry, career high in yards gained on the season already. You know, we've got seven games left, six games left, six. And so he's he's had a really good year. I would expect them to, to bring him back at, at some point, you would assume. I I would assume, and I don't know how long his contract goes. I got to start looking, looking into that. It's just... Every time, it, it, you know, I guess everybody could say this depending on, on your team. Things start getting good, and the next thing you know, oh, look, another problem. Oh, look, another problem. This is, not the, this is not the problem that you want. The last thing you want is a guy having, having thumb issues. But we would like to know how it, how it happened. And uh, if uh, we're not told, um, we, will, uh, we will come up with our own thoughts. <laughs> we will come up with our own thoughts and theories on how to make that happen. Meanwhile, in the city of Indianapolis, uh, the city county council has advanced an artificial intelligence proposal. The jokes write themselves, people. What do you want me to do? I'm not, I'm no. No, I will not. I will not. I, uh, I, uh, I have enough to say about the city county council. I am not making artificial intelligence jokes. Not doing it. No, I'm taking the high road. That's right. That you, you and Matt Bear gutter stuff. Not me. Not me. I'm take. I'm. I'm taking the overpass. That's the high road. They are. Uh, they've got proposal 362. It's authored by uh, Michael Paul Hart, who's a Republican. Would create a study commission on the city county's use of AI. That would provide a full report to the council by July of 2024. Recommendations from experts and community members, as reported by Taylor Wooten over at the IBJ, of, quote, how AI can be used to better serve Indianapolis residents and how the city can implement AI in a trustworthy and transparent manner, Uh, unquote. Uh, Here's the, the question. To what purpose... It's not even that I have an objection to the idea that this is what the council's talking about. I don't know to the purpose. And by the way, got uh, support. I mean, it's brought forth by a Republican uh, and it gets uh, full Democratic support. It got out of the Rules and Public Policy Committee. So my question is, what is what is the place that um, the city...
would have this interaction that we would need to ask ourselves, how does this work? Is this is this about a a idea of work product? Is this an idea about concern? I would love to know. So this is an open call. Let's see who from the city county council responds. Um, could we get an answer? I, I would love to have it on air, but we'll take it in writing. The the idea of this proposal about AI. What is the concern, and what is the 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 what is the I guess the result? If if they said X, what would you do? If they said Y, in terms of these experts, what would you do? But let's start maybe with the first part, which is the concern. What is the actual concern regarding AI in the city of Indianapolis? I would love to get an answer to that question. All right, Ryan, northwest side, northbound 465 is stop and go. 86th Street up to 865. Inbound 69 slowing down at 106th Street down to 82nd. Northbound 6570 jams on Michigan Street into the north split. Delay continues on northbound 65 to Meridian Penn. Inbound 65, a little bit of slow here. 38th Kessler down to 21st. Crash German Church Road south of 38th. Another one, Grandview Drive at West Lane. Traffic sponsored by B-Window, the annual B-Window Black Friday sale has been extended. Get up to 52% off all products plus 10% in manufacturer's rebates in 20 months. No payments, no interest. Visit bwindow.com for details. I'm Matt Bear with traffic on the Fies. Follow us at WIBC Traffic. 23 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 836. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show, Sundays at 9 a.m. WIBC and WIBC.com. Dow futures up 137. NASDAQ futures up 108. And GM putting forth a $10 billion buyback and they have boosted their dividend and they've put back their 2023 guidance now that the strikes from the United Auto Workers are all said and done. Meanwhile, mortgage demand uh, getting a boost because the interest rates have come down. 30-year fixed, the average right now, 7.37%. And that's more than half a point below the over 8% we were at, and that's going to get people going. Mortgage applications increased 5% for the week, 19% lower than they were one year ago. Uh, Makes perfect sense. Makes absolutely perfect sense. We're nowhere near those numbers because interest rates are a point higher than that moment. But there's another side to this story. And it has to do with what people are spending on down payments. Down payments to secure a home, as reported by Fox Business, are 118% higher than they were four years ago. 118%. Buyers put down an average of $30,434 in the third quarter up 11.3% from the same time one year ago, 118% higher than four years ago. 
Now, you say to me, well, $30,000, that if it's 20%, that means the average house price is $150,000. You do the math that way, right? Isn't that the way that would work? 10% would be 15,000, 20% would be 30,000, so that's how I came up with my number. I think I'm right. But we're, you gotta wonder if they're putting down 20%. And you got to ask yourself, well, what does this mean in, in, in other spaces? What does this mean for house prices in central Indiana? This is, it, it, it's one thing to say interest rates are going down. I, I, I like that. I'm good with that. Happy with that. I don't I don't want them high. I don't want people suffering this crazy talk. Well, it's good politics. Screw good politics. I want it easy for people to buy a home. But people will talk about the numbers going down and say, see, everything's better. I'm only making the argument that that's not the case. That's not the case. And we should be honest and and, and very, very focused about what it is that we're dealing with what it is that we're seeing. And thank you to everybody who has sent me an email about uh, toaster ovens. Um, man, I got a lot to do. I have I have a lot to do. Uh, many of you fans of uh, Emerald Lagasse and that whole, whole thing. Um, uh, uh, Producer Jonathan sent me his. Uh, that was a little Black & Decker action uh, right there. Some of you fans of the Breville or the Cuisinart, I'm, I'm going to find something. I'll find something this week is 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 my plan. I just I just need this. Now, if there is a local appliance store that sells the countertop ovens that I should be going to, I'll go there. I will I will take a look at all the stuff and I will find find me the local shop. I will go there and get it. Just need the countertop oven. That is it. And some people are like, "No, you need an air fryer." They're all air fryers these days. Everything's a freaking air fryer. By the way, my oven has an air fryer capability. I didn't know that until last week. What I don't know is, what the hell does an air fryer do? Sous vide, I know what that is. What does an air fryer actually do? What is the difference between air frying and toasting? And don't tell me, well, here's the difference. I want the actual taste difference. Well, Tony, when you air fry, it's like God personally has kissed you on the lips. Well, that's an endorsement. But I want to know what the difference is. So if you could help me out with that, that'd be that'd be great. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Traffic on the fives. Matt Bear, what's happening? Westbound at 70 after rural crash reported. Slow to Sherman. Northbound 65-70 also drags from Michigan Street into the north split. That's a crash on the east side. It's German Church Road south of 38th. Inbound 69 Stop and go from 106th Street down to 82nd. And on the northwest side, northbound 465 loaded before 86th Street up to 865. Traffic sponsored by B-Window. The annual B-Window Black Friday sale has been extended. Get up to 52% off all products plus 10% in manufacturer's rebates in 20 months. No payments, no interest. Visit bwindow.com for details. I'm Matt Bear with Traffic on the Fives. Follow us at WIBC Traffic. 23 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 845. 
George Santos, Congressman, New York, could very well be expelled today. But as he uh, stated, oh so not eloquently, I'm not resigning. Look, it is not a right to be a member of Congress. The media will always remind me of that every time I talk to them. But it is a privilege, a privilege that you work hard for and you get elected to Congress as a privilege to represent those who have chosen you. Madam Speaker, I think we can all agree that due process matters and that we should all be very concerned about the way that we are conducting this process. I ask that all my colleagues in the House consider and understand what this means for the future. And to set the record straight and put this in the record, I will not be resigning. And with that, I yield back the balance of my time. He doesn't have to resign. Why, why in the world should he? He gets thrown out, he gets thrown out. Resigning doesn't help him. He doesn't win anything. He doesn't create a better uh, life uh, for himself. He doesn't create other opportunities for himself. He's done. He's done. He's finished. It's over. As long as he stays in that um, in that area, right in the, in that part of of New York, if um, if he if he moves on to another spot, well, then that could be different because sometimes people are are forgetful. And then there is this that. Um, Americans for Prosperity, full disclosure, I do work with Americans for Prosperity. I have been paid and get paid by Americans for Prosperity. I never lie. They, uh, Charles Koch and and, uh, Americans for Prosperity, decided to endorse Nikki Haley. Now, here is the punditry class responding to that endorsement. And and part of the memo, right, was that one of the reasons we think Nikki Haley is the person to put our money behind is because they believe she can bring in some of those independents, some of those moderates who have been turned off by Donald Trump. How are Democrats, Maya, looking at this this morning? Yes, we recognize the state of where things are in terms of the power of Donald Trump and where he sits this morning. But is Nikki Haley seen as a real threat? Now, understand that this is a lot of uh, of money in terms of uh, the the cokes and, and the things that they have done. A lot of grassroots support uh, re- regarding Americans for Prosperity. So it's a question to be asked. It's an endorsement, just like you saw um, Bob Vanderplatz endorse Ron DeSantis in Iowa. It's something that you would talk about. Check out the answer, though. I'm going to go with Shane here. I think this is about the honorable mention in this campaign. I think it is interesting, and one thing that's particularly striking from the standpoint of Uh, The statement that they made about the extremism that a Donald Trump represents and how Nikki Haley is the counter to that kind of flies in the face of their history of actually supporting getting Donald Trump not just elected, including, um, you know, some of the work that they helped to fund in Wisconsin in 2016 and the the ads that helped support him by going after Hillary Clinton. But, you know, when you go back to the origins of why Donald Trump has been so dangerous for democracy, his lies about uh, the election in 2020, you know, this all goes back to the attack on voting rights that, frankly, was a signature of the Koch brothers that began, you know, after 2008. She's a human rights lawyer. And, of course, uh, nothing can ever be what it is. It all has to be. You see, they're just bigots who don't want black people to vote. 
It's all nonsense. You see, the problem is they were way too supportive of Trump earlier. Being opposed to Hillary Clinton was a smart and valuable position to take. And CNN is not engaged in any level of intellectual honesty here or decency. And their Chiron, right, what they put on the screen, the lower third, billionaire backing Nikki Haley over Trump. You know how many billionaires I got backing uh, uh, Joe Biden? You know how many billionaires I've got backing Hamas? It's gross. We need the billionaires backing, uh, doing away with some of these elected uh, officials, voting them out of office, which is necessary. That's what we need backing for. But let's get back to Americans for Prosperity. Uh, They endorse Nikki Haley. I'm here to tell you I don't know why they got in uh, on, on this. I do believe that they've read the tea leaves, and I, I, I don't have any inside information in terms of did they do polling, how much polling, all, all, all the rest, right? I don't, I don't know any details of that. And they saw, like we've discussed, that there are polls that will show that Nikki Haley has the best chance of beating uh, Joe Biden, right? In the head-to-heads, she does better than Trump and DeSantis. And so they may have said, well, that's the direction we're going to go. I just don't know the win here. Um, Nikki Haley's path is, is fraught, although I would argue it's actually a easier path than Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis is doing terrible in New Hampshire if we believe the polling numbers. And South Carolina is where Nikki Haley is from. It's where she lives and breathes. And there is no Senator Tim Scott to divide that up and give DeSantis more opportunity. And oh, by the way, are we going to deny that Trump is up 60 in polls? This is why I'm waiting till Iowa. We'll find out whether or not the polling translates into the actual victories. Because if Trump wins Iowa by 30, 40, whatever it is, I mean, that's, that's ball game. If Trump wins Iowa by four, that'll be a little different. But Trump win, a win is a win is a win is a win. You can make that argument. So this, this uh, support for Haley, an endorsement of Haley, I also found... You mean the, the, the woman who stated that you shouldn't be allowed to be anonymous online is now going to get support from the people who really believe in free speech? I, guys, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I assume it is, look, we're in the winning business. She has the best chance to bring people over and win in a general election, so this is the horse we're going to back. I could see that mathematics. But I don't know if one had to make the declaration. I don't know where that gets you because i would have rather they'd stuck to senate races and and uh and congressional races mayoral races that i think would have been more effective but that's a a question of strategy they went with this strategy so uh, i i'm still doing work with them I, i i am not about to to stop there are things they're talking about with the border that i think are very interesting and and trying to engage and get better policies there are things uh, that they're doing in a series of places where i'm like this is this is fun stuff and i have never agreed with them on everything i don't i would not have engaged an endorsement at this stage of the game i don't think it creates any value at all i think it creates a bit of divisiveness if, if anything but they want to make their statement that's fine the problem is a billionaire got into the race <laughs> welcome to politics in 2023 CNN adding human rights lawyers that somehow I'm supposed to listen to their expertise. No thanks.